welcome to the European Vascular Podcasts. This month's editor's choice is Predictors of new ischemic brain lesions on diffusion-weighted imaging after carotid stenting and endoterectomy, a systematic review, by Dr. Rotz and colleagues. The authors have looked for features associated with increased risk of post-procedural new diffusion-weighted imaging brain lesions after carotid endoterectomy or stenting. To do so, they have conducted a systematic review with a search in the Bedline, Embase and Cochrane databases up to November 2018. They selected articles that reported patients undergoing carotid endoterectomy or stenting and received both a pre- and a post-procedural MR diffusion-weighted imaging brain scan. Data derived from carotid endoterectomy and stenting were analyzed separately to account for inherent differences in the type of patient selected for each procedure and the procedure itself. All reported predictive parameters were collected and assigned to different categories. Age, gender, cardiovascular risk factors, symptomatology, ipsilateral plaque burden or vulnerability, atherosclerotic burden, impaired cerebrovascular hemodynamics, difficult arch or carotid anatomy, increased inflammatory markers, and increased markers of coagulation. All these categories were tested for association with an increased risk of post-procedural diffusion-weighted imaging brain lesions. Symptomatic and asymptomatic patients were analyzed together. In all, the authors included 46 studies, 29 of which were prospective cohort studies, 15 were retrospective cohorts, and two were sub-studies of randomized trials, with a total of 5,018 unique patients. Almost 2,000 patients underwent endoterectomy and over 3,000 stenting. 68% of the patients who underwent endoterectomy were symptomatic, and 56% of those who underwent carotid stenting. Among the patients undergoing carotid endoterectomy, 18% developed new diffusion-weighted imaging brain lesions. And the factors associated with increased risk were symptomatic stenosis, impeded cerebral hemodynamics, and circulating C-reactive protein and fibrinogen levels. In contrast, 40% of the stenting patients had post-procedural lesions, and the factors associated with increased risk in these patients were higher age, increased ipsilateral plaque burden or vulnerability, and difficult vascular anatomy. Now, diffusion-weighted imaging lesions are small ischemic brain lesions, mostly asymptomatic. The ultimate goal of carotid repair is the prevention of neurological events. The reports of carotid management results have traditionally focused on clinically evident neurological events, TIAs, minor or major strokes. A few decades ago, we couldn't detect smaller symptomatic lesions, which MR with diffusion-weighted imaging can now detect. These smaller symptomatic lesions could have a role in long-term brain deterioration. The detection of these, besides clinically evident events, is important for the full assessment of carotid artery management, be it best medical treatment, carotid endoterectomy, or carotid stenting. The findings of this study are consistent with previous knowledge. The risk of events, clinically evident or smaller symptomatic such as these, increases in carotid endoterectomy patients with impaired cerebral hemodynamics and symptomatic lesions. Age has been proved to be associated with increased risk of stroke or death from carotid artery stenting in symptomatic patients. So the finding in this study of increased incidence of diffuse weighted imaging lesions 
in the patients undergoing this procedure is consistent with previous published analysis. It also makes sense that plaque vulnerability and difficult vascular anatomy increase the risk of debrilliembolization during stenting, causing both asymptomatic or symptomatic brain lesions. We cannot forget, however, that there are other variables that the authors have not taken into account, intraoperative variables, that can also impact on the incidence of these lesions. So, how much weight can these preoperative characteristics have in the choice of management for a given individual patient? The current findings seem to confirm the list of risk factors highlighted in the 2017 ESBS Clinical Practice Guidelines on the Management of Atherosclerotic and Vertebral Artery Disease, rather than adding new ones. The quest for precise management indication in asymptomatic patients with severe carotid artery disease is ongoing. We must bear in mind that invasive treatment can cause these small asymptomatic lesions only visible on MRI, but which might carry important long-term consequences. And this is something that must be brought to informed consent and treatment decision with the patient. There has been an enormous advance in knowledge of carotid artery pathology in the last couple of decades. This study adds a small piece and anticipates many future studies adding diffuse weighted imaging lesions as endpoints in carotid artery disease reports. I invite you to read the complete article in the European Journal of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery in the August 2019 issue, number 58, pages 163 to 174. It is an editor's choice, so it is open access for everyone. Until our next podcast, have a great day. Thank you.